Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We dream the same dream. We want the same thing, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. The Manchester Derby is here, and our West London Derby is too. It's Friday 1st of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Oh, it's Friday. Come on. Can you feel it, Luke Moore? I can always feel it when I'm sat to your left hand, Marcus. <laughs> as you well know, I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm very, very happy to be here with Andy as well, of course. Yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm in the safe seat. Really? Yeah. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. Are there any safe seats in, in yeah. England these days, Andy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll leave that there. Yeah. We will leave that there. Uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is your final reminder to listen to the best of Ramble Uncut, uh, which we released for you, dear people, on Monday. It's a showcase of some of our very favourite moments from the extended edition of the Football Ramble that we serve up for our Patreon subscribers every single Wednesday. Every single Wednesday. Uh, so, Bruce, listen, yeah, so listen to it and get more of it on Patreon.com for that football ramble. Yeah, lovely right. bit of Nick here at the end as well. I, I, <laughs> naughty. <laughs> and now we move to the Manchester Derby. <laughs> uh, any more for any more? No, no. I, Andy, think... you, I take requests, as you know. What are you mouthing at me? Andy. I'm Nelson. not doing that one. <laughs> it's great to see. It's, oh, great no. to, it's great to have um, every single impression Mark is capable of out the way in the first two minutes of the show, isn't it? Well, I've only done about three. That's what I'm... Mean. <laughs> <laughs> We're about three or four minutes away from a Billy Conley and then we'll be done. <laughs> Who wants Begbie? There <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. It's, it's Manchester City versus Manchester United on Sunday. Uh, it's uh, it's always a big one, Andy. The Manchester derby, you cannot deny. And Andy, you, if it's very very, um, if you listen very carefully, you can hear all the Manchester United fans that listen to this show hitting fast forward fifteen seconds, 15 seconds <laughs> till we till we get it done because um, they're presumably absolutely shit in a brick, are they? You'd, you'd have thought so, yes. Uh, the, do you know the Premier League averaged three point eight goals per match in February, which was the highest average across a month in Premier League history. And How about that? In a leap, in a leap year, February as well. Incredible, unbelievable stuff. I, I, Incredible. It did. It did feel like a very, very entertaining February, and it's not often you can f- find yourself saying that, is it? Yeah. February is a very nondescript month normally. I mean, Valentine's Day and Keegan's birthday. 
Same day. That is the same day. Yeah, literally. but I mean, that's done doing a lot of heavy lifting for February. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Leak that, up. You got yeah. a leak up in there. That's, I do. I do find myself actually around the first or second of February coming into work on the train or whatever, and people are saying, you know, just a couple of weeks we can get to Kevin Keegan's birthday, <laughs> and then we'll all be happier. Yeah. February's a nondescript month, so it's good to see the Premier League, the Barclays, doing its bit. I think to cheer been, up the nation. Mm, I think you've been a touch harsh on February because, as I say, there is the first silverware of the of true. The League Cup final. In England, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. In, the, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the top flight. You've got a lot of caveats there. <laughs> um, yeah, so at Manchester City, they, they, they crushed Manchester United 3-0 in the season, uh, earlier in the season, of course, at Old Trafford. That was without Kevin De Bruyne, Andy. Manchester United must be quaking in their little shoes. Well, is it got to the, has it got to the point where the Manchester derby is almost a free hit for them? Because everyone expects them to get absolutely battered in it because the quality <laughs> difference is so different, yeah. is, is so vast between the two teams. So they're like, well, if we lose, it's what everyone expected and we can just get on with the rest of our season next week. And if we win, we get to really spoil it for City. Mm. You are right. I don't, I don't think Manchester United will care if they lose this game, Andy. Yeah, exactly. Which you was get, the takeaway um, from exactly. what Exactly. That, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. Andy, that is pretty much what you said. Yeah. It's a free hit. And it's, no, we know it's what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you agree with Andy that Manchester United should just phone it in and then if they get, if they get lucky, then, then so they... So put the reserves out. Yeah. yeah. First rule of um, football round will never agree with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like that Man United are in crisis mode to the point where um, someone's rung up someone else up yesterday and gone, Go do the Marcus Rashford Players Tribune article yep. because we've got the Manchester Derby this weekend <laughs> <laughs> and we need some different headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think Andy is probably... I, I understand what Andy's getting at, but I think May United fans will say, look, it's never a case that we can afford to write this kind of game off. Um, I'm not saying that's what the fans will think. I'm no. not even saying that's what the players will think. I'm just saying at you, the you, moment, nothing is expected of them. That's and, true. And actually, for the last however many derbies, you, you know, you can go back to the... To the one in the in the Amazon Prime season, Ooh. where you know they 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 stopped Guardiola's City winning it against them. Mm. You know that we're so used to over not not just a couple of years, but heading towards a decade of Manchester United just like becoming an irritant for them when they can. Which is almost interestingly what it was like in the night is the other way around. Yes, right? yes, uh, uh, but, exactly. but you're saying Man United are going to get relegated or something. <laughs> You never know. All the way not, down the not if they one. sign Sean Gosa. Okay. Uh, yeah. You are saying this about Man United, Andy, but they've won seven of the last eight games. Isn't it crazy how we talk about Man United in these terms? Yes. Yet their record on paper isn't that bad. You know what? This it's is not great, but it's not that bad. No, but this is like the discussion. This is pretty much the exact discussion we had on OTC about Dortmund yesterday. Mm. Like the idea that because they have what would be a good run for a much smaller club, it's like. Yeah, everything's probably fine. Right, okay, I see what you mean. It's just one result will make it blow up. And that Fulham result is obviously the one. And and they obviously followed that up with a narrow win against Forrest in the Cup, which me and Pete covered uh, earlier in the week. But, but Marcus, you were saying before the show that um, you think that old Eric Eric Ten Hag isn't long for that job anyway. Well, he's... Um... He's coming out with some funny stuff now. I mean, demanding that Fulham apologise after they posted a video <laughs> on TikTok of Bruno Fernandes going to ground and then immediately getting back up during the game last weekend. I mean, that, I mean, that seems a bit odd. Did you but see that video? I, I did see the video. And I did see that who posted it. So I've got a few. I've got a lot of takes on this. There's I'll, other I'll... reasons why I think Ten Hag uh, may yeah. not be there much. Imagine longer, that. But we'll, we'll focus on this. Imagine for the, the Man United board going, <laughs> okay. Fine, take mm. your point, but have you seen the TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> because what Ten Hag said there was beyond the pale. We're no, actually friends with the Fulham TikTok what, account. <laughs> what, I, what I find interesting is that yeah. it's weird when when clubs try and be a fan account yeah. on social media. Absolutely. Like, they shouldn't be doing that. Like the, the pursuit of content and everything mm. is all well and good. The pursuit of kind of extending your brand and your exposure around the world and all that good stuff. And social media can be very good for that. You have to understand that if you are an official football club account, mm-hmm. I'm not digging out Fulham specifically because I think loads of clubs do it. Yeah. It looks poor. Um, so that's point number one. Secondly, like, Bruno Fernandes is a disgrace. Yes. I mean, his behaviour on the pitch is fucking terrible, <laughs> generally speaking. <laughs> and so I totally understand why people want to kind of mm. send him up for that. Uh, and that video was bad. It looks bad. Mm. I mean, it may have been brilliantly edited or whatever, but he still did it. Mm. Uh, and it looks terrible. And Then the final take from me is that 
for Ten Hag as the manager of Manchester United to feel like he has to comment on that kind of stuff, yeah. to me, at best, is very odd yes. and makes him look like he's fiddling while Rome burns, essentially. Mm. And at worst, is something that just gives him a mentality which is not big enough for the size of club he's managing. Yeah, I've, I think that's fair. I think it's very reasonable to say that clubs shouldn't be doing this. Although I do wonder if football society outside this room actually feels that anymore. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think there's any great published pu- public pushback over official football club channels doing that, which I, 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 think, I think is a bit But we're here bit, to bit, fight bit, the bit, good fight, though. I mean, we're the last bastion of what's decent exactly. in the we, game. We are. And when, when we can't get under in front of a microphone to do it, why shouldn't Eric Ten Hag? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying he should be the last person you, got to say, you must have other stuff he's, on, presumably, he's, Eric. He's you got must to, have other he's stuff got, on. He's got he to be too big for that. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Well, and, and if he's asked about it, because people might say, yeah, but if someone asks it directly, then just bat it away. So I haven't fucking seen it. I don't care. Yeah. It's easy enough. You it, say, TikTok, I'm too old. I don't know what that is. Don't you just have a, <laughs> don't you just have a vision of him scrolling, say, in his, <laughs> scrolling in his front room? To be defending of him, perhaps he's thinking, you know, my, my his default position is that he... He just wants to defend his players, whatever happens. Well, I mean, right? he claimed that the Forest and, players and were targeting... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno Fernandes. I think he's worried that it highlights that Fernandes is, um, is, is, is play-acting, basically. And so referees... It'll highlight it to, to, to referees, so he's trying to kind of counteract and, and the, and the, a little bit. I, no, I, and that's fair. The, the targeting of players is the thing that is... You know, that kind of... It doesn't annoy me, but like it's, you've got to be very aware, if you've watched football as long as we all have, that, you know... Never just completely ignore it whenever a manager says so and so players being targeted. Good players mm. are always targeted. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how the game mm. goes. And good players, whether it's George Best in the sixties, Bruno Fernandez, Wilfred now, Zaha at Palace. Wilfred Zaha at Palace, you can name endless players who have been targeted. It's a compliment to them because they're good players and the best players find a way of dealing with it and the referee's job is to ensure the safety of the players. Mm. Get on with the game other than that. Yeah. Well, he should write to Pugmol if he's that bothered. I think he should write. I mean, I think Jerry... if he wrote to Pugmol about Fulham's TikTok account. <laughs> that would be <laughs> a low, wouldn't it? I might write to Pugmol later. Yeah. Just because I feel like they should, you know, it's, it's a dumb thing these days. It's about time we sent them a letter. Yeah. I don't know what we'd, you know, change your name or something. If, make if it a bit the weekend better. is open. There we are. If, if Eric did write a letter to Pugmon about Fulham's TikTok activity, would he have to write the long URL into the letter? Yeah, maybe. It'd be difficult to do it in a traditional format, wouldn't it? Yeah, It'd better to do an email probably because you can put a hyperlink in there. There we are. Yeah. We recommend an email, Eric, if you're yeah. listening. Uh, now, but the reason why, yeah, that I think he's got to be careful is the whole Jaden Sancho business is, is, is ridiculous. But then there's this stuff about Marcus Rashford, of course. And Rashford, as you mentioned earlier, has written a piece in the Players' Tribune saying that his commitment to the club cannot be questioned. Now, it's very interesting that he's that he's felt the need to do that, Andy, or the want, whether it was a need or a want. But there has been a few question marks about Rashford. Obviously, he was seen in uh, you know clubs in Belfast not mm. that long ago, out on the town, etc. Bad et clubs as well, to be fair. Make it clear, very, very poor clubs Well, that's you know, one... Subjective, subjective. Man, man of the people, though, yeah. I think that says. A man of the people, very could, much. Could put it that way, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Andy, what do you reckon to all this Marcus Rashford, Eric Ten Hag, Manchester United stuff? I think he has to be very careful about how he deals with this. Ten Hag. Yes, because the problem is, if you keep diminishing really valuable assets mm. at a club of that size, it doesn't matter if you're right or not. You're going to end up going for it. And and that's my point when you said that, you know, I think he, I wonder how long he's got left at the club. I think he'll stay for the end of the season. I think it would be madness to... To, to do that, but perhaps it, it's it's a crucial period these next few months and going into the summer. Is it if not... he starts rubbing players up the wrong way and all that, it can quickly spread that. And is it not a reflection of your work in the first place if you can't discipline them at source before it gets to this point? Yeah, possibly. You know, you know I think it really is. I mean, we, again, we talked on OTC yesterday about Jaden Sancho is not in a good state. You cannot keep diminishing the value of, of, of these assets. Mm. And it's also, I mean, I would agree with that. I agree with all of that. But I'll just add over the top of it. Um, it's all about, from the manager's point of view, it's about credit in the bank as well. Yeah. And it's all very well to be able to do what you want to do and take the fans along with you and take the club along with you when you're producing over and over again. Mm. Like it, Guardiola, for example, across the, across the city, could survive pretty much bombing any player out yeah. because of the body of work he's got behind him. That's obviously, right. the, the obvious example would be Alex Ferguson as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we move on and we, we are no, no one, whoever they are, is bigger than the club. You've got like an endless litany 
of players that you've fallen out with and that's to get rid of one way or another, all of whom are big earners <clears throat> and big personalities. And in Rashford's case, it's even more indicative because he's a youth team player who's come through. You know, he, whatever the you, fans would hate it. If, they if, would, if, exactly. If Rashford left. And, and whatever you think about Rashford's form and his commitment and, and the way we interpret however his performances or his body language seem on the pitch as, as football fans, you know, he clearly loves Manchester United. Mm. I mean, no, no one's saying Marcus Rashford doesn't like Man United. Yeah. He, obviously, he does. Um, and as Andy says, he's got to be very careful at how he how he how he works it out because it feels to me that Ten Hag's only tactic is to you know, crush a nut with a sledgehammer. Mm. Yeah, and, and it, that's not going to work forever. <laughs> and, and I think as... bring Anthony off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as well you can't overlook the fact that Marcus Rashford transcends football. He's like a massively popular figure mm. who affects the way that Manchester United have, have seen. Does that mean that he can get away with whatever on the pitch? No, I, I don't think it does. But I think it means that you've got to be prepared to work with it. I think that thing of saying, well, it's, it's my way or the highway as a manager, it just doesn't work in but, modern uh, football but, no, at the yeah, elite agree. level. It but, just doesn't. But the, and as well with the fans, you know, having seen him as a, as a, as a boy, you know, coming to that side and now he's, you know, how he's progressed through the ranks and yes. so on. When they sold Danny Welbeck, now, very different circumstances, of course. Yes. But, you know, totally different. Some of the fans at Manchester United were not happy about no, it. Even though he was, he, you know, I don't think, I think a number of people understood why he, he, he left and, and, and why the club were willing to, to let him go. But the fact is that he was one of their players that came and he's through. Not, and, he, and he, respectfully, he was never anywhere near as good as Marco Rashford. And not in mm. his day, no. And so, I think, yeah, no, it's a good point. Mm. Uh, the fans love youth team players. They yeah. love academy players. They, every club yeah, loves them. Especially at Manchester United, though. They've got, it's a tradition, right? Yeah. Especially when you look at what's happening up the road at Liverpool at the moment. Ten Hag's 21 million school meals short of having any credit in the bank. <laughs> and he needs to get cracking with that as soon as possible. Well, My best does. advice to him would be... Win this game against Man City. Yeah, and then get yourself <laughs> down the, the school the school kitchen. Yeah and, take, no, yeah, and then take Rashford out to wings later. And paint over that mural with a, one of your own face. Uh, Just try it. I don't think you should try it. Okay, fine. Don't try it. Don't yeah. do that. I think they'll get battered by Man City. If anyone wants to hot take from me on, the, on how the game's actually going to go, I think Man City will win and win well. They're going to win well. Uh, well, we will be chatting more about derbies and rivalries on the mailbag tomorrow, by the way, because we had a great question this week about what exactly makes a legendary rivalry in football. So make sure you listen to tomorrow's Ramble Mailbag to hear our takes. For example, you know, River, Boca... Portsmouth, Southampton, uh-huh. Celtic Rangers, more Speller in Jackson Cyclopedia. That's becoming a really big rivalry now, isn't it? It is. Um, Hearts Hibs. Hearts Hibs is another classic one. Yeah, we saw it on Wednesday night. Hearts drew one all with the Hibs. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Shanklin scored the equalising penalty while he was waiting to take it. Uh, some um, absolute scummers threw stuff at him, uh, including a lighter, a bottle opener, AirPods. <laughs> That's a big one. Can't be real. AirPods um, must be a hooky pair. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're, not real. they're traceable though, aren't they? Too no. no. Yeah, they're traceable um, and they're worth a lot of money as well. But after he yeah. scored, Andy, he had a pie thrown at him, which he caught and took a bite out of and then threw it back, which is which is quite stunning, really. Yeah, the whole sequence, only an elite athlete could do yeah. that. The you know, the seeing it, the catch, the take it and yeah. the throw it back. It was just all in one movie. He's like a gazelle. Yeah. It's incredible. Although, did you see on his Instagram, Lawrence Shankland rated it as one out of ten? As a pie. Yeah, but that that's that's his own club's pies because it was at Tyne Castle. Unless well. they brought it from home. No, but it was, I, th- I think more it was because it was from from a, a Hibs hand from, from the from the Hibs section. Yeah, I I think it's is is very dicey rating your own club's pies one out of ten. To me, it says right. Well, I'm off to Rangers in the summer. Really, I've had a half <laughs> pie. I liked it. I'd be willing to have another can, one. Can I, can I just also just point out that it cracks me up that you've got top athletes all over the world yeah. who are very concerned, like almost pathologically concerned about what's going in their body, resubstances and PEDs. You know, you've got mm-hmm. players, athletes refusing to take the COVID jab yep. for all these different reasons because they don't want to, you know, fail drug tests and stuff. And Lawrence Shankin just takes a massive bite of pie. Could be anything in it. No, Could be those, anything those, in those it. Those heart's pies, I'm telling you, three of your five. <laughs> three of you five a day at least every five meats a day look, look while, 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 while we're lamb not, pork possibly some kind of mutton <laughs> while we're not proliferating cliches about the Scottish Premiership I must tell you that when I didn't at the match at an Edinburgh derby which was Hibs Hearts which was probably about a year and a half ago so when Martin Boyle had just come back of course he, he came back he found like just before midnight the day before 
the derby that he was qualified to play, having having come back from the Middle East. Yeah. And um, he came on as sub and scored an equaliser in the, in the derby. It was a brilliant story. But he said to us afterwards in the press room, he said, um, I, w- I was halfway through an absolutely massive mac and cheese when I got the text saying oh. I qualified. So in, in his words, I nipped down to, to Asda to get a couple of bottles of water and a Yazoo. And a Yazoo. <laughs> nice. Love that. You didn't have a pie at Easter Road, did you? No, I, I didn't. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. I, was, I, was very, I was very disappointed. I was overruled. I wanted to try the scotch pie. I was forced to share a sausage roll. I love a scotch pie. Yeah. I love I love the um, pies they do up there as well, which is like mac and cheese on top of the pie. You can get what you want up there. You get whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a land of milk and honey up there. Yeah, it's exactly. fantastic. A land and, of milk and, and your zoo. What I would say as well is that, yeah, yes, you take the piss out of Scottish football, um, and that is something we get criticised for. I've got two just very brief points on that, if, I'm, if, if I would make, if I may. Uh, I don't think we take many leagues that seriously, to be perfectly honest. Not, not really I never big. take the piss out of Scottish football. And secondly, Scottish people have famously, in my view, got the best sense of humour in the world, so I'm sure they'll take it on the chin. Don't I enjoy it. No, I'm not. I, I genuinely Luke Moore, think... that's naughty it's of you. It's not. I, I genuinely believe <laughs> that. I enjoy Scottish football enormously. Great. Me too. <laughs> there we are, everybody. Mm. Believe them if you want. Yeah. Now, um, uh, so you're going to put the things in your body? <laughs> <laughs> it was confirmed yesterday that Paul Pogba has been banned from football for four years after he tested positive for testosterone last year. No one will notice. Maybe he still won't make the team. Blimey, O'Reilly. <laughs> I just, you know, in a statement, he said, everything I've built in my professional career has been taken away from me. He played 162 minutes for Juventus last season and he's just played 51 minutes this season. It, it's a funny old one with Paul Pogba. Really sad. It's very sad. I, I just, I... Is it sad or is it? Well, it's... is it is it something that he? Um... No, but whatever it, it can be interpreted as sad. Whatever your angle is, I think with Pogba, I just I never know what to think. We, at Manchester United, we we remember that he would get pelters from certain sections of the media. Some of it was a little bit what you might call unhelpful. For sure. Some of it was well, justified. Yeah, I thought. for sure. You you a, a player like Pogba when he fancies it. Just unbelievable, you know. Obviously, a World Cup winner. We know that he's won. He's won trophies in a number of places. Amazing player. Question. Just, just the brilliant. attributes he has to be to be one of uh, such a dominant midfield player and, and one of the greatest talents of his generation, and it just hasn't quite happened. Yes, he's had injuries. I understand that, but I just find it when talking about Pogba, it's. I find it difficult which angle to go for and, and who to believe and what to think. But but you, you can you can say something's objectively sad because he's a great talent and he's got probably I mean if, if the ban is upheld, which I don't necessarily know if it will be, and I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, he's going to be thirty-four-ish when he when he serves it. He's thirty now. He's thirty now, right? So that's sad. You know, possibly you know some of the most experienced, you know, potentially golden years of his career as a midfield player will be lost. And that is sad objectively. Mm-hmm. But the, when I when I say, well, is it actually that sad? What I mean by this is that, what I mean by that is that you're a professional athlete at the very top level. Yeah. You know, we touched on this just a second ago. But as a general rule, you have to take ultimate and total responsibility for what goes in your body. Yeah. Now, you can say that you trust the the staff around you and, and, and the professional uh, medical staff at Juventus, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all fine, but it's ultimately your responsibility. Right? Well, rule number one: be get a second opinion. <laughs> trust the Juventus medical <laughs> yeah, staff. Yeah, I, I just, I just feel like I find it very, very hard. I mean, maybe because I like other sports like boxing, and this stuff happens you know, regularly all the time. And you just think you've got so many nutritionists, so many people working dedicated to your professional sporting achievement, and you come up with this shit and. I may be wrong. I may, it may feel like he's been wronged in some way, and and it may well be, as I was saying, talking about the four year ban. It may well be. I think that I think the the way the bans can work is if it's unintentional, the ban gets mm. reduced if you can prove it was unintentional. So it may not be four years in the end. Yeah, and all said and done, so that's fine. Maybe it won't be four years, but you have to take ultimate responsibility. You really do. You have to know what's going into your body. Happened with um, Dillian White, the boxer, a while back. He said that he took a substance unintentionally because the year before it wasn't on the ban list and this year it was, do you fucking admin then? Mm. Same with Conor Ben, you know, all this other stuff. Um, 
so many boxes have been yep. busted for yep. it. You and, know what? And there's so many excuses all the time, and it's just it's tiring to hear of all these excuses about why these professional athletes can't regulate what themselves goes into their own bodies. No, sure, I, I, I think you, you have to have a bit of humanity when it comes to this Pogba situation, because regardless of what you think of his contributions or otherwise at Manchester United and the fact that it really hasn't worked since he's, he's, he's gone back to Juventus, and as you say, Marcus, that perception of he can be one of the absolute best in the world when he fancies it, yeah. in, in, in inverted commas. Yeah. The fact is that the last three or four years that he has had on and off the pitch, you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Mm. You know, I think he his trust has been like just run roughshod over by people he should be able mm. to really trust in. Yep. So you think of what's happened to him, like, you know, blackmail from from family members, um, threats against his family. And then you look at this, it seems as if, like, because Juventus have like been very careful the whole way along to say, look, this is nothing to do with us. This is nothing to do with any medications that we've prescribed yeah, to him. I saw that, yeah. It, it, it seems that it's from, you know, someone who was a personal friend who he, he didn't feel Juventus were getting his body in the right place. So he took it into his own hands and um, it was it was a friend in Miami because obviously he spends a lot, that's a even, lot of time. That's even more state. stupid then, isn't it? Yeah, but I think you have to set that against the context of the fact that he's desperate. Yeah, but you can say... And, and he's, he's had a couple of awful years. I'm not saying he's made a sensible decision. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the way that he's been ground down psychologically in recent years, I think would lead a lot of people to make poor decisions. Now, the fact is... If this gets reduced, this ban, and he's been effectively banned for the best part of a year already, mm. we're still talking about him not coming back. So, say they halve the ban. It probably means he comes back in, in 2025. But that still means his top-level career is over because he's not played football at any sort of like level really at all for probably probably two, two and a half, mm. three years by the time he comes mm. back. So really, it's about him trying to piece it back together here like this idea of well if you get fat if you if you test positive for drugs you should be kicked out of the game and that's the end of it and zero tolerance it's just a, a misunderstanding or a, an inability or a lack of desire to understand the nuance involved in this and all the other stuff that goes into people's lives and shit he has been through the mill no I, I totally agree with that and that's a fair contextual um, bit of information that you, you'd be a hard heart indeed to not feel sympathy for the things he's gone through but my, my take is just that he would therefore need to make sure he's even more careful and he needs to make sure he makes good quality decisions as often as possible because when you talk about you know the idea of PEDs being used or whatever it may be you know, however you want to call it a lot of people I think have, an, have a perception of professional athletes where it's just like yeah, the old the old French term, you know, the old bread and water thing. It's just bread and water, and that's it, and and that's the yeah. only way you can be sure. Obviously, they take supplements all the time. Obviously, in lots of different sports, there are loads of questionable substances that go into people's bodies. Well, that they push the boundaries, which will be banned one year, but yeah. not banned the year before. Mm. It's, it's, I understand there's a lot of grey area there, but that's why you've got to be even more careful. That's why you've got the means financially and in terms of time to be really, really above board and. Beyond reproach and unimpeachable on this but stuff. Footballers in general, they have to trust the team around them. They don't do, they? but but they, they, do. they, they trust and, them. But they trust them with their lives and their careers. And you can say then there's a duty of care then for the club, whatever the club he's contracted in, to play their role in that. But you've just said that he's gone to Miami and taken some stuff off advice from a friend. It's an idiotic decision. Yes, you can contextualise it by saying that he's been through the mill and he's made and it's been mm. tough for him, of course. But you're a professional athlete. You have to take responsibility for mm. that. What I don't like is he says, oh, everything I've built has been taken away from me. That may well prove to be the case. Yeah, but I, I suspect a... he's not just talking about this. Well, fine. But but extraordinary claims do require extraordinary evidence. And if you, if someone's taken stuff away from you and you've, and you've had this done to you in a nefarious way without even knowing about it, let's find the evidence for it. Well, he's got his appeal for that, hasn't he? Yeah, quite. And until then, we have to, we have to keep our powder dry. It's very, very hard, I think, for, for everyday people to get sympathy for, for top-level athletes who can't even regulate what goes into their own body. I mean, mm. it's your ultimate responsibility. It can't get any more personal responsibility than that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, and he's not the only former Manchester United manager who's been banned uh, recently, of course, um, because 
Cristiano Ronaldo has been banned for a match for provoking fans in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big, big, big. Do you hefty. blame Ronaldo for this? Do you have any sympathy for Ronaldo? I, I'm happy to go on record right now, yeah. and you can hold me to this. Me to this. I blame Cristiano Ronaldo for just about everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Brexit. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm, yeah. Well, this. You is telling after... me that him coming to England <laughs> has given has given people who are of that political persuasion a good impression of. Portuguese people. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it has. I don't. What, what I think <laughs> what I think's amazing is the man with the most bulletproof confidence in the world. Me or Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can you can still get at him by simply going, Messi. Messi. Yeah. I love that this is still happening. It's, so for people who don't know. No, 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 it's the intonation. You have to go, Messi. Messi. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so he thinks it's in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so Al Nasser beat uh, their Saudi Pro League rivals, um, Al-Shabaab, uh, of course, and Al-Shabaab supporters chanted Messi throughout the game. And then Ronaldo cupped his ear and then made a sort of weird gesture as if he was like pulling his knob or something. I don't, I, have you seen it? It's a weird gesture. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've... Is he is he kind of grating it or is he pulling it? It's out? all very Sunday league football, isn't it's it? It's a bit strange, uh, but he's been fine. Do you know what it looked like? It looked like my nine month old son in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, he's been fined thirty thousand Saudi uh, reals, reals yeah. which is about nearly six and a half thousand pounds. So that'll make him think twice. He, it? He'll be able to afford it, but uh, in a statement, he said, "I respect all clubs. The joy after the shot expresses strength and victory." And it is not shameful. We are used to it in Europe. Whoever's dishonestly translated that, I salute you. <laughs> I was going to say, is, did Eric What did Canton, he actually say? Did Eric well, Cantona have that? Because it's not English, speech. is it? <laughs> no. It's, 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 yeah, so he's been banned for a game, which is... I, I'm just amazed that he's been banned for a game, that's all. I, I think my... my, my uh, yeah, I mean, that's very, very... It's probably... I've, I haven't looked at who they're playing, and I know nothing about Saudi football, but it might well be they're playing someone completely shit at home, and one game suits all parties, so that he's oh, not yeah. been given favouritism. Possibly. Um, but... Um, I, I need to stick with my uh, my general line on this, which is just that I actually think that football players should be able to gesture back to, to fans. Yeah. In, to not an in, no, you can't do any gesture. No, but to an extent, and look, maybe there's a cultural thing I'm not aware of there, um, and, and fair enough, I'm happy to be told told differently on that. Uh, I'm not a huge expert in kind of Middle Eastern culture or anything, but I don't like the principle of like people taunting and teasing. No, I, I do agree with that. And not being able to get anything should back. Be, should he be able to, you know, ring his bell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Westwood. Do the Johnny Westwood. But he's earning 177 million quid for being there. So I'm not sure £6,300 is going to do an awful lot to deter him next Super. time. I mean, if, if I was you him, I would do it every game. Yeah. If you is get, that it? If you get fined that much, you just go, I haven't got any change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, it's, like a, it's like a tenner to him. He'd have to, he'd have to write a check. Ronaldo needs to get his checkbook in order because that's how he's going to that. that, he'll be like Rishi Sunak trying to pay for petrol. <laughs> yeah, he will be. Holding his, waving his debit card around. He doesn't know where it's supposed to go. <laughs> Do you remember do, that? Do I put it in the exhaust pipe? Shut up, Richard. Richard like, held it up against the gla- the, the plastic yeah. screen and the. Oh Super, my god! Yeah, well, yeah. It was, it was ama- amazing. It was in a way. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Coming up in the second half, we've got Neil Morpé being a prat, Sailor V, uh, Sam Allardyce throwing his hat into the ring for the Chelsea job, and oh, a Jack's encyclopedia to savour. See you in a moment. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. It's yours to go and win. Not as ours, yeah. Tell me, what did you say in that huddle right at the end? None of your business. Cheers, Jeff. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Rebel, everybody. <laughs> oh. Lovely stuff. So, a West London derby is happening tomorrow in the Premier League. Brentford hosting Chelsea. In their last four meetings with Brentford, Chelsea have lost three times and drawn once. Tell you something, Andy. Brentford could bloody well do with a win. Yeah, and I'm not sure Chelsea are successful enough to have bogey teams at the moment. Otherwise, you, 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 <laughs> might, there all you day. might say they are one. But we, we talked about this on Monday, didn't we, Marcus? On Monday night when we were doing Ramble Reacts at the mm. back of um, Brentford's loss at West Ham. If there's an opportunity for Chelsea to get some points and calm everything down, I do feel this is it just because so often, and I've, I've seen a fair bit of Brentford um, this calendar year particularly, it feels that there are huge parts of matches in which they're really impressive mm. and you can see what they're trying to do. Yeah. I never feel that they're going to get the result off the back of it and they're normally not getting the result off uh-huh. the back of it uh-huh. as well. And they are in the thick of like, like a really quite awful, unforgiving run of fixtures at the moment. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say that they could, they could genuinely be in the bottom three at the end of March. And weirdly, because of the level of how bad those fixtures are, how difficult those fixtures are. Mm. I think you look at this and it feels like, it feels like they really, really, really need to win it. Oh yeah. I must win. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fixtures that you, you, you speak of, they're away to Arsenal. I mean, they are away to Burnley as well. They've got Man United yeah, as well, haven't they? And then they've got Man United at home. So, uh, give me. Yeah, exactly. So the fixtures <laughs> are, I mean, it's not too bad for, for, for well, Brentford. I, 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 yeah, do you know what? Well, you could argue they've done them in playing Manchester City twice in the space of a month, couldn't you? Yeah, you could argue that, but, Andy, you could. Yeah. Just just to expand on what Andy's saying, like, Brentford are in a position that they've not really been in since they got promoted to the Premier League, right? I know what they, you mean. They, they, I remember I was saying a few weeks ago, I looked it up and they, it's very rare, if ever, have they been as low as this in the Premier League table in their entire time back in the, in the Premier League. Always right? kind of enjoying it, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, Andy's right as far as that they just seem to be at a play the way they want to play, but only for short periods. They can't put it together across 90 minutes. And maybe that's because they've had key players missing for, for actually quite large parts of the season, Yes, uh, which, will, which will play a role. But then actually, do you know what? That kind of line of attack is a little bit irrelevant these days because the, the amount of football is being played, it's just it's not at all um, unusual to see seven, eight, nine players from both squads out. I mean, mm. Chelsea have probably got more players unavailable this game than Brentford will have. So, I mean, that's just how it goes. Um uh, but they are at home uh, and they are playing essentially a team that is by every measure on uh-huh. the field, uh, a dictionary definition straight down the line, mid-table Premier League side. Yeah. That's basically all Chelsea are, right? We can talk about all the um, stuff around them, the money they've spent, the ownership, the, 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 the gravity of news they pull in all the time because they're Chelsea and this Chelsea team of the last 20 years has, has, has had a lot of stories around it. But on the pitch, they're a mid-table side and that's what Brentford need to do to approach us. They need to go, look, we're playing a mid-table team and we're at home, so we need to fancy ourselves here. Um, regardless of the fact that Chelsea you know, should be a lot better, regardless of the fact they're under, underachieving and that the manager's under pressure, aside, on paper, there's nothing to fear from this Chelsea side. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. So if Brentford can approach it in that way, they can, they can do a job. Um, what I also find interesting is that we haven't really seen any great number of managerial changes in the Premier League this season. No, we all, all we've seen is Hodgson, mm. yeah. Heckingbottom, and one other, forgive me, who is it that, who are down the bottom as well? It was Steve Cooper. Steve right? Cooper. That's, that's all we've seen. Really. And Forrest haven't really benefited from that. No, they haven't. Really. But last season we saw 14 sackings, I think. Yeah. 
So it might now be that Matt, that um, owners start to really feel that they have to do something for teams that aren't doing what they should be doing. I'm not saying it should be Thomas Frank, because it won't be, but it could well be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you predicting a flurry? Pochettino. I think once one goes... Pochettino might, what, before the end of the season? I think it's possible. But I just, I just, I wonder, you know what it's like when you're a, when you're a, a high-profile manager like Pochettino, what you'll have in the contract? If, even for yeah, FFP, it might not a billion be. quid on fucking money. Yeah, but they just pay it. They just pay it um, monthly, don't they? Until until the. Until oh, so the that's not that one's. Not well, the yeah, and, and, and uh, like managerial sackings don't count for FFP anyway. Oh, right. and, and also, yeah, of they, course they don't. They they, they they just take the money until they get another job done, and it's written off anyway. Yeah, that's normally so the case. Yeah, of course, of course. Sorry, so sorry. so I, th- I think um, I'm not saying he'll get sacked. I'm just saying it might be interesting to frame the question the other way. How bad do you think Chelsea need to be mm-hmm. before they think about changing their match? Well, I think the FA Cup draw is keeping him alive, really, because of course they, they just had life and death against Leeds. Yeah, they, 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 they got through the Leeds game, and well, what you, what you Leicester, said... there looks like okay, Leicester, Leicester are a really good team, and we have to respect that. Although their priority, you would have to presume, is still. Well, winning, it winning, winning, it is, winning yeah. the championship and that that now is a little bit tighter than it was it's looked like they were cruising for ages and now those two successive defeats have changed it a yeah, little, a little yeah, bit yeah. especially that high profile one against Leeds but I guess if you're looking at Pochettino and whether you want to stick with him I mean whether you think he's the right man long term is, is, is a different question but for the moment there's still a route to Chelsea winning something and qualifying for Europe, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Pochettino did say Chelsea um, are brave after they beat Leeds on Wednesday night. Interesting choice of words. Brave. They're also, I mean, they did, to to defend him for a second, they did play, I thought, in quite a brave way and they they could have... um, could have lost their bottle a little bit. When you say playing in a brave way, what do, what do you mean by that? Well, they, what I mean is they went out early to try and play out from the back and they got caught out pretty early on and conceded. Yeah. And they still carried on doing it and uh-huh. they won the game. And also, there is a bit of a siege mentality around Chelsea, as there can be quite a lot, actually, because uh-huh. of the profile of the club they are. Mm. That the amount, I think the pressure comes in Chelsea's case from their league position, but also a more ex- existential way, which is just that all these players that come in for big money, each one of them individually has got a huge amount of pressure on their head. You know, you're talking about a £210 million holding midfield duo. Yeah. You know, they, they have to play under that pressure all the time. Yep. And the harder it gets because they're not getting the results they want makes it makes it more and more difficult. So I understand what he means by that, to be fair to him. Um, Sam Allardyce said on the radio uh, that if um, the Chelsea job became available, he said, I'll fly back from Dubai tomorrow for that. Yeah, that's good to know. Do you think that yeah. makes... Pochettino even more determined or, or Chelsea in general certainly the players would think oh blimey I think it's as irrelevant as Andy saying that he wants to be the new fucking bass player at Oasis you know, no one's going to take any notice they did have an, an Andy playing bass before Andy, oh, yeah he did actually it was right, yeah. Yeah, so better guitar player than Noel Gallagher <laughs> well, he probably is yeah. he probably is because he was in Ride before that and he played yeah. guitar then didn't he so yeah, he probably he was it's a good point mm. I'm just saying my, my point is the analogy is that it's just totally irrelevant okay. the idea that someone who is now living in the Middle East and spends all of his time phoning in opinions, quite literally on Talksport, could in some way be suitable for the Chelsea job. Mm. Is a farce. So, like, just, well, just you make to... me regret mentioning it. Yeah? <laughs> just to clarify, <laughs> sorry this. for shooting the messenger. In the in the unusual situation mm. in which Oasis did reform, we've all seen the direction in which Noel Gallagher has taken the high flying birds. Would you have me on scissors? I'm not like I'm that not. French lady that's in his band. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying the scissors for Oasis. I cannot answer that question while I'm in the same room as Marcus. That's yeah. disrespectful. You fr- pointed that question at me when Marcus is sitting right there for you. Yeah, I think. Um, well, uh, I just, I just know his answer will be a no. Yeah, it will be absolutely. <laughs> <a no. laughs> um, I want to talk about Neil Morpo. He was interviewed yeah. this week about um, some of the Premier League's biggest wind-up moments, and he spoke oh, about good his, more yeah, content. How about that? Yeah. Eh? Um, and he spoke about his dart celebration at Spurs, and he. Talking about his own celebration, he went, that's class, I can't lie. It would have been better had we won, but at their place in front of their fans, got all their players raging, that's goated. Um, <laughs> just by throwing a dart, I got... You didn't throw a dart, you threw... Imaginary dart. Imaginary dart. Yeah, yeah. I got 11 players on toast. It was so easy. <laughs> Football is a game and I'm trying to enjoy myself. Is he 12? Yeah. I think so. I don't think, but when I hear this stuff, I just think footballers shouldn't, they just shouldn't be under pressure to do interviews. I just think piss off. Yeah. I think, I, I hate that idea when, when when somebody does something and someone responds, oh, I'm in your head rent free. I've yeah. got you on. Just shut up, you pathetic yeah, but little... The, the, the point no, is, let we him finish, were... you pathetic little what? Freak. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we are. He also put Emmanuel Adebayor's celebration into the goated category. The point is, we, we I mean, talked that was about, we talked, rather different. We talked about Eric Ten Hag before, and why was he wading in on 
on on something with the the Fulham social media thing. With the position that Brentford are in, I would not be that pleased about hearing it. It's fine for Morpé to be like an irritant to other teams. Yeah, but it's, it's cartoonish. But this this is just If I was Thomas Frey, I, I would say, if, you, if you're going to wind people on the pitch, that's fine because some players do that, whatever. But don't make it into this, you know, absolute nonsense. Like it, it, it's, as I say, it's cartoonish. It's, you're, it's no, like, you're Neil Morpé, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I just love the fact that he's going on about how he had them all on toast. He, he even he admitted, lost the game. They lost, yes. the, lost match. the game. You, the reason why you turned up, it, it, you know, it didn't happen. You fool. You bloody fool. Back in the day, it would be Uncle Albert about it. But back in the day, you'd be mm. thinking, you know, you scored last time out and you lost again. Yeah. So what's going on? Yeah. Focus on your game. Focus on your game. Yeah. Uh, Burnley versus Bournemouth will have to focus on their game because they're playing. Well, that's a boring against game, each other. Isn't it? Do you think? But but Burnley are a story. Yeah, because they're shit. Yeah, absolutely shit, and they've got away with being shit because Sheffield United and Luton have taken all the uh, all the um, exposure. That's true. I mean, they've only beaten Luton, Sheffield United, and bloody Fulham uh, <laughs> this season. Uh, was that at the cottage? It was. Yeah, yeah. I remember. They've taken yeah. four points off Fulham this season. <laughs> Oh, now I know what it's in the running order. I love uh, this stuff. But then reports this week have said that Vincent Company retains the confidence of the Burnley hierarchy. Now, you said that hardly anybody's been sacked this season because you're statistically and factually correct there. Vincent Company is in one of those situations where if he got sacked, it wouldn't be a huge surprise. Do they get the so-called firefighter in Andy to do it? But Burnley, we've seen with Burnley, and we 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 go back to the, the Sean Dyche era, where they went down under Sean Dyche. Yes. They kept him and they came back up. And they were so impressive last season in they the were championship. Brilliant. They were absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting it's a tricky one for Burnley because is anybody going to come in and really help them to no, survive? I think I think they're in a very delicate situation. They've got to be careful about how they play this. I, I agree. Because Vincent Company is extremely popular in the game. It means Vincent Company, it's, everybody. It's, it's massive it's a massive part of it, Andy. I was going to say exactly the same thing. If if they if they bin him I think they lose a lot of respect and it probably still doesn't keep them up when you look at the squad they've got. And next season that, they're in... There also has to be respect of the fact that he's still a young coach. He's still learning his craft. And Burnley have been through it before. Mm-hmm. They've been relegated and they've yes. come back in, into the Premier League better than before. If you said to me that Burnley were in sort of lower mid-table in four years under company, I, I would believe that. I, I I think that's that's possible. I don't think this is a, a do or die season for them. By it's a learning experience the for company. Yeah, and they think that they've got a manager who they could have for a few years, perhaps. Yes, but, I, I I think that exactly. And he's someone who is not going to walk away at the first smell of trouble because you think of when he was at Underlex before uh-huh. a club where they've got an enormous history, enormous pressure. He got a lot of shit for his his job there in the in the, in the last year. And then when he walked away, I think people looked at it and it, it got a bit worse. I mean, it's, it's, it's got better now, but this is a, a couple of seasons uh-huh. later. And I, I think people realised that all the stick that he was getting, actually, it was the club and the players. It, yeah. it, it, it wasn't him. So I, I think Burnley don't want to put themselves in that position. No, I think they'll keep him and then they'll see how they get on next season. Because if they came roaring back or put in a really good mm. shift, you would think that they would be in good stead. To, to, to go up again. Companies a little bit more wiser about managing the Premier League with Burnley yeah, and so only, on and so forth. I think that's what they're banking on. The only thing I'd add, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think there's a few things to add. One is that, you know, it really does show you how much of a favourable press you'll get if you're already a Premier League legend, right? He, Possibly. They've been, I think, notwithstanding all the stuff Andy said, which I don't think I, I disagree with in, in principle, they've been almost painfully naive at times. They've yes. been, they've been very, yes. very almost inexcusably poor. They've got the same amount of points as Sheffield United and the amount of the amount of coverage on Sheffield United and how bad they've been is is, yeah. is huge. And they've obviously gone through another manager as well. Um secondly they also I wonder if the fact they signed so many players means that it's been really tough for them and whether that's something they need to look at next time they go through this whole dance again if they do fly through the championship next season because they're going to be relegated right so if they do fly through the championship next season I wonder if they'll approach it slightly differently. And the third one is probably just the um one thing I'd point out specifically would just be the goalkeeping situation. Yeah, I don't think James Travers has been that good. I think he's obviously had a really difficult time of it in recent weeks. They've got a decent goalkeeper on the bench. They never seem to play. Um, and I wonder if that just feeds into the naivety of it again. And and, and I wonder whether, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned. But they've. I don't actually think any lessons seem to have been learned in the second half of the season that they didn't 
So Man, that's the concern. To make the first half the, of the season. The concern mm. is that if company thirteen points is fucking turgid. It's it is terrible. It is. Mm. It is terrible. I think if company, and that's where I think they will stick with him, and they'll see how they get on next season. But the identity of the side, the way they play, it's not like you can see what they're doing. It's just not quite happening, and they're just not quite got the quality. I, I, they look bereft of confidence. Apart from at the cottage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they they look bereft of confidence and I think they're struggling to find who they are and we, we're all quite sure they're going to get relegated so that's why I think next season you think right what are they going to do because mm. if they show signs of that again I don't think company will last very long but if he gets them going again they're if I just be indicative of the the growing gap between the championship and the Premier League as well possibly though. maybe I, I think it's difficult and I know Burnley are in, uh, Bournemouth are in a slightly different situation when you're a, when you're a team that's trying to establish yourself in the in the, in the Premier League, and you know you've not got big dreams of getting to Europe, at least at least not yet. What do you do? You try and appoint a philosophy coach. You know you try and create a, a reason to be. And you know there've been points this season where Antonio Idiola has been in massive trouble. He's he's uh-huh. been like. Like close to the sack. start of the season on, really on, close, on, yeah. on a couple of on a couple of uh-huh. occasions. So you have to make that decision: Are we going to stick with it, or is the reason just being in the Premier League? I think you have to try and look to build something. You have to try and look to build identity because that's what make, makes good players come, and that's what makes you incrementally improve. If players think they're going to go to your club and develop, now uh-huh. obviously Burnley are far further back in that process than Bournemouth, but that's the sort of thing that they're aiming to inch towards, isn't it? They are indeed. Mm. They are indeed. It's a huge one, you have to say. It is. On Sunday at uh, 1pm. I probably will watch it now after all that. Uh, <laughs> a bit unexcited when we first started talking about it, but I probably will watch it now. Have we convinced uh, you? Yeah, you've sold it to me. Right. Uh, it's now time for the Football Ramble. Acker with Betfair. With Betfair this season, you can build your football accumulators with their 90-minute payouts, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today we're building an acre of four match odds 90 bets from across the weekend's football. We do it every week, guys. Um, Andy, you're up first. Um, let us know what you've picked. I have picked Aston Villa to win at Luton. It feels okay. to me as if Villa are back on it. I think this would have been a very different prediction if we go back two or three weeks. But yeah, Villa are starting to find themselves again. And uh, obviously Luton have had a tough week one way and another. They have. And you've got eight out of 17 of your selections correct so far. So you're over 50%, which I think is actually 50% and higher, I think is a pretty good barometer. It's below 50%. It's under 50%. And I think you've been absolutely shit. Uh, <laughs> Villa to beat Luton at Kenilworth Road is Andy's pick. Yeah. <laughs> you've got eight out of 17, which by anyone's measure is not over 50%. Marcus. I'm annoyed Andy pointed that out because yeah. I wanted you to get tweets. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll get tweets. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm going for Brentford to beat Chelsea. Good man. Come on. Come on. That's it. And he's got 16 out of 26 correct, and that is definitely over 50%. Definitely. What's your reasoning for that? You just think that Chelsea are going are gonna to carry on being a really, really kind of average mid-table side? That Brentford, they're, they're due a win. This is, a, as I say, it's a West London derby. They'll be up for it, and I think it's going to click for them. Fair enough. So Brentford to beat Chelsea. Uh, Jim has picked the third game this week. He's not with us today, but he has had this to say. For our Acker this week, I am going to go for Spurs to beat Crystal Palace at home on Saturday. You might think, is he trying to curse them again? I'll leave you to make your mind up on that. I'm going to go for Tottenham to beat Crystal Palace on Saturday at three o'clock. Yeah, that's a pretty safe one. For he loves betting on Spurs, doesn't he? I know he does, yeah. He's had, he only got 10 out of 25 correct. He might want to rethink his <laughs> tactics. Um, because we are trying to raise money for charity, as I keep reminding him. Um, my, my, um, my pick is um, is Manchester City to beat Man United. I went big on it earlier in the show. I think most people will will agree with me when they say that Man City are a miles, miles better team than United. And obviously they're at home and they're going for the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to see United getting anything out of this. But I think someone really, when a game this big comes up at the weekend, I think so. someone's got to take it on. So I've gone for Man City to beat Manchester United. So in summary, Villa to win at Kenilworth Road, Brentford to beat Chelsea at home, Spurs to beat Palace at home, Man City to beat Man United. United at home, a £10 bet with that, uh, with Betfair returns £79.85. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. We've raised £590 already this season. Remember, this season with Betfair, when you place a bet on their Matchos 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full as soon as that clock hits 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by stoppage time drama will not be affected. And that's the same for Araka. 
every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and T's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right, it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. It's Jack's Encyclopedia, baby. Um, I'm a little bit sad that I can't have a, have a pop at Luke today. You're hosting. Yeah. You've changed your tune, because earlier on when I asked you, you said you didn't want any of this smoke. That's absolutely nonsense. <laughs> I mean, and you can you still have is. a pop at him while you're hosting. Yeah. Oh, don't you oh. worry, Andy. Don't you worry. <laughs> the odds are stacked against me, yeah. <laughs> I must say, that is a smashing blouse you're wearing. <laughs> the, tr- the absolute Trump pack Supreme Court over there. I've got no hope. Oh, I see. We'll see how we keep go. it coming. Keep it coming, because yeah. you may like you may go full circle. That I may start enjoying these compliments. Okay. Me. Before uh, you start talking about favoritism, I've been given a sports, sports direct, direct pen, pen to yeah, participate. It's a, yeah. dig. it's a dig. But I just wanted to to, to the production staff. I said, look, I'm very sad that, that you've chosen me to host the game today. You got, that, everyone's got to do their part. Everyone's got to do their yeah. part. I, don't, I think I think it's jury service for me. What, <laughs> <laughs> what shouldn't happen? I don't think the reigning champion should ever host. I think that's a bullshit idea if, if, you're, if you're the champion you're in the studio you've got to play well I got chosen when I was the champion I know and I didn't like that and uh, yes and it was an exhibition match and the listeners didn't and like Vish, that and Vish got the hump and went off to India to watch the cricket <laughs> for six so, weeks yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what showing I, again what a petty petty man he is if, if May United beat City this weekend you watch him he'll be back in like a greyhound yeah well he stayed out another couple of weeks when Fulham won yeah. uh, Old Trafford anyway enough of the bollocks everybody right uh, it's a simple game of categories as you know if you go too slow we play Gary Neville's Goalgasm Luke you retain the lineal bet last week after an epic battle that was brilliant with, with uh, what, was, what was it more with Jim really than myself it was with say. Jim and it, the big the big round Clattenburg's was Clattenburg's yellow card which, yeah, was, was, which was good so we've got some lovely Ooh. ones today you'll be pleased to know uh, very guessable this one okay uh, category number one and uh, I'm going to let the champ start Luke oh, thank you very much uh, the 20 players who have made the most Premier League appearances for Manchester City oh Luke Moore far away okay Vinnie Company course Joe Hart oh obviously yeah yeah Joe Hart's in there David Silva David Silva's in there Bernardo Silva you're going Bernardo are you yeah you'd be right it's a good start this everybody Kyle Walker Kyle Walker he's in there just about Sergio Aguero Sergio Aguero of course he is okay you've done well here lads you've got some, some, some big ones out of the way I think Rodri will be in there by now Great shout. He's just in there, but great shout. Ooh, Very well played. Kevin, it's a confidence of a champion. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Got to be. Of course he is. Loads of them in there. Um, this is good stuff, everybody. Ilkay Gundogan. Just. Pablo Zabaleta. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Okay. God, blimey. This is, this is top stuff. How many's left? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's still a few. Fair You've few. let him filibuster there. Yeah. Okay. I've I've made a note of it. Don't worry. Jesus. Okay. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League. It's correct. Edison. Oh, you fucking bastard! Back <laughs> <laughs> them all. Come on! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come on, son. Gonna have to. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been. Gabriel Jesus. Champs got oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> just, guess from nowhere. Just, when you when, when you blasphemed in your last one, I thought, shall I just dig it? Oh. <laughs> Fernandinho. Play oh, Andy. come on, Andy. <laughs> It's life and death for me, this. And he's got you on the ropes. Uh, Five more. Five more. Five? Yep. Wow. Goodness me. This is a great round, this. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll have a little flyer at Raheem Sterling. Well played, Tom. Oh, oh, Andy very Brassel. good. Man, we're flying through these. Andy Brassel, four to get. Uh, I need to get another one because he's going to get one. I need to think of another one. John Stones. Oh, you absolute slag. Oh. Yes! Come on! <laughs> the Luke Nation go I feel wild. like I earned that. I yeah, earned that. That was good. Lads, that was really well good. Stone's played. not in there. That's surprising. Very well played. Mika Richards. You could have well, No way. Richard Dunn, Sean Wright Phillips, and uh, Sylvian Distan. 
Oh, Sylvan Distan. Sylvan Distan, sorry, yeah. Huh. Uh, John Stones was two appearances uh, away from being on the list, so he's oh, very right, close, okay. but he brought, he brought some card in there. I was just, for some reason, there's a lot of recency bias with that. I, I didn't really think about big players yeah. from back in the day. Oh, and I'm sorry, I've, uh, and uh, Alexander Kolarov, I should have said as well. Wow. He was, huh. was in there as well. Sorry, Mr. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't change the outcome of the round. That which, was great, Jack's encyclopedia ring. Stuff. Which goes to the champ, the lineal champ, I should say. I'm the very big, happy with that. The big boy champ is me, obviously. Let's not forget that. <laughs> uh, that's the thing that really matters. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Luke Moore, the, Luke, the Luke Nation have started very, Come very on, well. everyone. I can feel the weight of them behind me. Come on. Do uh, What about the brass band? How are they going to respond <laughs> uh, to this one? Sandy first, this one, right? I'm going to wish you both good luck for this. Now, um, as you know, I'm a big fan of Match of the Day, and I know you guys are as well. So I want you to name me every single presenter in the history of Match of the Day, and I'm looking for presenters, not pundits. But if, even though they just presented it once, it counts. Yes. So whoever is sat in the chair, welcome to Match of the Day. It, joining us tonight, blah, 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 blah. Jimmy Hill. The present. Well, Andy started strongly. Jimmy Hill's a really good guess. And he's got one. It's not a guess. Well, it's good, a good answer then. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a guess if I was 25. Yeah. Gary Lineker. Yes, I think that was a, a more sensible place to start. Des Lynham. Big Des. Great stuff, Andy. Good to hear the man's name mentioned, even though later on... I was, was about to say, yeah. Mixed bag, mixed bag. Yeah. Um, Who you got? Who have I got? I'll go for Jermaine Genus. He has done it. Yeah, no, I remember Ooh, it. He has yeah, done I didn't it. like it. That's why I remember it. <laughs> Mark Chapman. Yeah, an obvious one. Yeah, good one. Uh-huh. How many are there in total? There's 16 in total, Fuck I should have said. Sorry, yeah. I'll go for... <laughs> Come on, who you got? David Coleman. Love that. <laughs> That's excellent. Love that. Gabby Logan. Well played. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Alex Scott. Very well remember, played. Remember, because the, the gamblers got well pissed played. off, didn't they? Alex Scott. This is to stay in the fucking game, mate. No, it's not. Is you, it? st you still got to get one it's after this. Stop talking. Gerald Sinstat. <laughs> the commentator. No way. No way is he in vision. Luke Moore, match point. I've got two here. You got match uh, I, don't point. Know, I don't know. I'm not sure about either of them. Come on, then. Uh, <laughs> David Icke. <laughs> I'm sure he did it. Ladies, I'm sure he did it. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure he did uh, it, and that was a great source of this, embarrassment this, for everyone. This is this is this is utterly incredible moment on the, on the football <laughs> ramble. Who would have thought that David Icke would win oh. Luke Moore the game? <laughs> One could argue that David Icke has uh, contributed uh, yet more negativity to the football ramble with Luke Moore winning, but ultimately. Uh, Luke Moore has won it on the answer of David Can I just Ike. say, for the record, I also had my friend and yeah. an excellent broadcaster, Kelly Summers, in there. And I'm sure she's did it because it was a massive thing on the she old has. Instagram. You could have had Kenneth Walston's home, whatever his name is. Walston get... home. Thank you. Jason Mohammed, Bob Wilson, Dan Walker. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A big Frank Boff. Oh, nice. <laughs> Amazing. Let's be we'll never get that. We'll never get I'm amazed that. you got David Icke. No, because it was like a big a big deal. A few years ago when he was doing this conspiracy theory stuff, people were saying like on Twitter and stuff, ex-match of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you, are you saying this is a victory for Ike Nation? Well, I think yeah. that the Luke Nation, uh, he Luke, I hope none of your supporters are David Icke fans, but uh, maybe an investigation. We're a, we're a broad church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's say for the record, David Icke is a massive shit. Okay, <laughs> Just in case. Anybody's on the great uh, news for the fans of the Luke Nation is that I'm on holiday next week, so yeah. we have a couple of weeks of the belt yet. Yeah, so there we go. There we are. He's, he's holding on to it. It's amazing. You've got to say that Luke Moore has Take turned a corner coming. on this game, he's doing very, very well. Uh, every how would you have done on those? Um, do you reckon, Marcus? Oh, I, I'd, I'd have won, I think. Yeah, it would be easy. Yeah. <laughs> what was, what? No, I'd, I'd have, I wouldn't have got Ike. So we can't, uh, we can't know what the third one is because you're going to do it next time, probably. Can't right? do it, can't okay. do it. I haven't, I haven't even looked at it. Okay, fine. Um, so is, um, you know, is the integrity. Yeah. Of, uh, of, of the host probably, probably shouldn't do them next week if you've had access to the document all day I think that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, are we on holiday? So do what you want. Yeah, we are. Um, so Luke is still the lineal champion. I'm fucking delighted. I can't. Yeah. I, I said to producer Finn a few weeks ago, if I could get one win yeah. between now and the end of the season, mm. that would be massive for me. Yeah, it was quite pathetic when you said that. So <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you've kind of upped it because you know yeah. need to need to achieve, not avoid failure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what am I doing? You are I'm walking the walk. You are walking I? the walk. Yeah, made easy that I wasn't participating, but then you did beat me last week. You exactly. know, so Sorry, uh, yeah. so there we are. But let's see if it's ultimately enough to climb up the it table. Starts to become a bit unfair, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, please let me host. There we are, everybody. Yeah, let's, let's look at the league table, shall yeah. we? You know, I've proved my point. I think you're proving all sorts of points right now. I've proved lots of points, um, but it's just it's nice for the underdog to have a little. Uh, I'll take your congratulations day. as implied. Thank you. Uh, there we are, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Of course, do join myself, Andy, and Luke tomorrow for the mailbag. Oh yeah, where we're answering your questions. Also, follow us on that thing called X, which you'll find at twitter.com, uh, TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, at Football Ramble. Follow us on Spotify as well. Big yeah. Eck will love it. Yeah, he will. He's Eck, isn't it, the guy who's uh, in charge? Yeah, Daniel Eck. Daniel Eck. Yeah. Oh, Eck. You met Alec McLeish. <laughs> he's in charge of Spotify. What's Alex McLeish up to these days? He's, he's actually in charge of Spotify. He's the manager of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Here we go. Thank you, Luke Ball. Cheers. Thank you, Andy Bradshaw. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you for the mailbag. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.